Thanks so much for tuning in to Journeys to Wellness, a podcast focused on sharing and celebrating inspiring stories of transformation, healing, and growth through the use of multiple self-care strategies for overall well-being. I'm your host, Katherine Kennedy. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today with Amy Valentine. Amy Valentine is a visionary, nonprofit leader, former teacher, certified healer, and a lover of people. With the psychic gift of clairsentient, Amy is able to read emotions, transmute energy, and identifying synchronicities in everyday life. She is a skilled at receiving messages from the universe through animal and angel cards. Her superpower is the unique mix of these special characteristics, benevolence, compassion, and humor. Born and raised Roman Catholic, Amy graduated from the church in her late 20s. Having a religious foundation provided her with a strong sense of direction, but she always knew that there was more out there and more meant bigger, better, broader alignment with the forces of life. Amy's entry point into her inner self began in 2015 when she had a very powerful transformative awakening. An inherently curious person, Amy feverishly educated herself about all things spiritual. She is continually learning, growing, and expanding. In her quest, Amy follows the teachings of Abraham Hicks, the writings of Rumi, and seeks clarity through guided meditation. Amy follows the inner voice inside of herself relentlessly. Doing so has provided her with many amazing spiritual experiences throughout her life. Laughter is one of the most cherished expressions of love, and therefore, Amy embraces the opportunity to cry, smile, laugh, and laugh until you cry, her favorite, with those around her, including family, friends, strangers, and spirit tribe members alike. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Absolutely, Catherine. Thanks for having me. So let's jump in and talk about how you have experienced COVID quarantining. Um, What has been the most challenging or ungrounding parts of of this new normal that we have right now? Yeah, that's a, a great question. The most challenging part for me, you know, I can summarize the most challenging parts of COVID-19 to me really falls into three different words and three different words and feelings. It's been negativity, noise, and unfortunately, news. And, you know, not making it in any way, um, you know, a certain channel or a certain political party. It's not that. It's living in this space of unknown is so challenging for the average person. When I went through my awakening, I did a lot of growth and a lot of work around getting rid of fear-based beliefs and letting go of things that didn't serve me. So I joke with my family and I tell them that I'm probably one of the most, one of the more annoying people to live with during uh, quarantine because I'm not the glasses half full, I'm the glasses overflowing, right? I can, I can really look at a situation and that's a gift that I've had for my whole life and it's something that's really developed through the years. I can look at a challenging situation and say, well, this is the silver lining. And, or if I can't find a silver lining, I can at least open up space to let it happen without being affected by it. But the, you know, negativity, 
noise, and news. Those three have been challenging for me in general. And specifically, personally, the biggest challenge for me has been social distancing. I mean, I'm Italian. I'm from New York. It's part of our culture. I'm also very tactile. That's my love language is physical expression. And so it's been challenging not to be able to not only give hugs and sit close to my friends and travel to see my family, those things have been challenging, but also going back to that negativity and the noise, you know, walking outside, I spend a lot of time outside and walking outside. Sometimes people see people coming and they turn around and walk the other way because they're afraid. They're afraid even to be around other people. And to me, I, you know, I, I don't take that personal because I know they're coming from a place of self-protection, but I, and I send them light and I send them love. But part of me, I had to really work through this part of me initially wanted to be like, I'm safe. I'm okay. I've been at home. You don't have to go stand up on that hill when I jog by, like, I'm not going to come over and hug you, but you don't have to run away because I'm not used to people reacting like that. But I also recognize it's a human emotion. So, so that's been challenging, but it's something that I'm, I've learned how to, you know, just find other ways to be loving and expressive to the people in my home even more to be demonstrate even more self love for me. And so it's, I found different ways to express that, that maybe if we weren't in a situation, I wouldn't have. Yeah. And I know that maybe not many of the people who will be listening to this know that we are also connected in uh, education as well as spirituality. Um, And so both of us are really into all of the digital learning things that are happening right now, um, really on the front edge of of that work and um, helping people like transition to online learning. And so with that, like you're always connected. So I wonder too, if like your practice of maybe taking time away from technology and things like that, like what is your practice in that too? Cause I find it for me, like I have to have like really strict boundaries on my technology use and now even more so than before, especially with all of the work. And also just, you know, this is the way that we're connecting right now, you know? So there's a lot more of that as well. So I, I wonder what your practice is with that and if that has been challenging as well, because we are we do this on a regular basis anyway. But I mean, I feel like I've been doing it even more so now because of the current situation. So just some of your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. I've worked from home since 2005. And so for me, the work from home piece, like you said, that was the, I've got it down. I wrote the book. I have the t-shirt, the bumper sticker. And so over the years, I definitely have, um, you know, gone through ebbs and flows of, you know, working too much and having to figure out the line there. And I would say that, you know, COVID-19, what the challenge has been, work, you're at home, work is at home, stay at home orders, and you can only clean so much and do your spiritual practice so much, and then you gravitate back to work. So I definitely was, you know, I was working a lot and I do work a lot, but I found what I, what I found was that when I stepped away from work in the middle of the day or in the late day, I I started to cultivate some practices that were really helpful. And one of them was, I didn't say I'm going to be off the computer at five o'clock. I didn't give myself such rigid boundaries. I just made sure that certain pieces were in place. And it really, I found that to be transformative. So specifically those strategies for me were, the first thing in the morning, 
is I meditate. Now I've meditated for years, but I haven't done it every single day, first thing in the morning. And so that that has been made a huge difference for me. And if I need to take a break, I take a break. And I've had to be more mindful about not scheduling meetings back to back to back, leaving time in there, time to do projects, time to take care of the other things that need to be done. So I was more mindful around that. And I think that, you know, it's easy to think, have a perception that mindfulness is mindfulness is deep breathing and mindfulness is being in the moment. And certainly that is the case, but I'm more of a, you know, my entry point into spirituality, I didn't come to enlightenment because I did yoga every day for a hundred days, which is awesome, right? I came to it at a really difficult time in my life. And so I'm almost uh, like a school of hard knocks spiritualist where I learned as I went and I would see phrases and see words and read about it because I'm an academic. I'd be like, oh, that's fascinating. Oh, I want to learn more about that. So I've been able to, um, you know, I have different twists on words and different, you know, meanings of phrases that have helped me. So I don't have a rigid schedule as far as it comes to work. I don't say I work between seven and three and that's it. But I definitely have said I'm scheduling meetings between these hours. The first thing in the morning is, is spiritual practice. And if it feels better to work late one night, because I know that the universe is saying this project, you're going to be, if you do it at seven o'clock, because the inspiration is there, then do it at seven o'clock. It's just for me, I want every day. I'm not getting that calling that seven o'clock is the time I should be doing it. So I really do listen to that inner voice within myself. That's great. And so moving to now talking a little bit more about what has been helpful. I know you mentioned that you are meditating every day in the morning. So are there other practices that you're doing right now that have really helped you kind of stay grounded during during this COVID quarantine? Yeah, for sure. I would say the one that's been the most transformative has been meditation. And like I said, I've meditated off and on for years here and there. I do it a few days a week. I do it in the afternoon. But what's made, what's made it really different and impactful is doing it first thing in the morning. It sets a tone for me and it gives me a perspective even a subconscious perspective, uh, a spiritual perspective, a conscious, all of them, it, it can affect all of it, that has really helped make my days better and brighter. And the second piece of that is I'm meditating for two specific themes. So whereas before I would pick my favorite spiritualist and do a meditation around that, or you know, do one for relaxation, the two that I, for me have been extremely helpful is in, in this order, grounding and protection, grounding and protection. Because as an empath, what I started, I, one thing that I learned through this pandemic, through self-discovery is that I'm very susceptible to other people's energy, even in a webinar, even, in, even without being around them physically. I can feel that. And I've known that, but like most people, I haven't put into place the things I needed to do to test out something different. I've just kind of been, okay, well, I'll go for a run or I'll do this, you know, oh, I need to meditate. So I'm going to meditate versus having it be prescriptive that it's what I do every day. So they're the same too. It's the, they're eight minutes. There's an eight minute grounding meditation that roots you in nature. And then it's an eight minute protection meditation that is very descriptive. And 
I knew that this was the right path I should be on the first day that I did the protection meditation. And it was I think, seven minutes and 53 seconds. And it literally felt like it was 30 seconds. I, I was, I thought I had fallen asleep. So I did it again. And it, and it had, it literally was felt like 30 to 40 seconds. And so when you're in that zone and in that flow that the time flies like that, I, I knew I was onto something. So every morning I do those two and then sometimes I'll tack an extra one on. So I, I dedicate 20 to 40 minutes to meditation first thing. And I get up early specifically to do it. And I've done that every day for almost three weeks and it's been amazing. So I would say the meditation for the themes and for some people it would be anxiety relief. For some people it will be trying to move to a higher vibration. I think it's very personal what it is, but there's tons of stuff out there that's free online that you can test out. It just so happened what I tested out for free online worked perfectly for me. And where did you find uh, the practices? Google.com. Awesome. I found them on Google and I put in, I, this is where I think it's really important to listen to yourself. So my inner self said, you need ground. And I, I, well, I should back up. I also had gone to a three day online spiritual retreat a few weeks ago. So that was definitely a catalyst that helped me. And it was, okay, you need grounding and protection. You need these two components. And so I Googled exactly that guided meditation for protection, guided meditation for grounding. And I played around with the order of them and they're the same gurus that do it. And it's, you know, they, they offer them for free and it works for me. Some people like to meditate to female voices. Some people like male English accent voices. There's all kinds of things out there. And, and then sometimes I do silent meditation. Sometimes my third one is just a silent meditation. And so it's, it's playing around with that. So that has been the biggest, most impactful shift that I've made and, you know, other spiritual practices that, you know, definitely spending more time outside. I've been building fires at least once a week outside and sitting in front of the fire, slowing down, and then also sending a lot of good vibes and non-denominational prayers to the universe for this collective awakening that we're on the cusp of and feeling really grateful that I have an understanding of it that doesn't make me angry. And it also doesn't make me sad. I, I'm okay. I'm okay with where we're at because this is where we need to be. So I also try to stay really um, rooted in that because it makes me, it's helped me find a more authentic voice within myself. That's awesome. I think too, finding what really works for you is so important because like, you know, people can say, oh, well do this because it worked for me or do that because it worked for me. But really it's really what is going to work for you in particular. So that you found that uh, just what you needed when you needed it, especially during this really unprecedented time is really important. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's interesting because I'll, I'll be in conversations with friends and I'll say like, you know, oh, are you meditating? Have you been meditating? And it, I don't know if you find this, Catherine, but when I ask people that I know that, it's almost like they're laden with guilt. Before. They're like, no, I know. I should totally should. Or I've been meaning to, but I don't even know. And I'm like, hey, I'm just wondering. I'm not here to sell you on any one thing. I'm not. Because in my, you know, in putting together my thoughts, one of the things that I wrote was, I don't do yoga every day. I love to move my body. I love to do yoga, but here, the reality is there's only so many hours in the day. And if I'm going to get centered and do and meditate for 30 minutes and still 
and, and still take care of all the other things I have to do to, to function happily in the world, like eat and, you know, work and walk and all of that, it, there isn't a perfect formula. So I just, I, just, I do think it's funny. Um, and you probably have experienced that both with meditation and yoga. Like when you say to someone, they're like, oh, my back hurts. And you're like, oh, have you ever tried yoga? And they're like, no, I know I should. People tell me that all the time. And you're like, look, and I say, look, I'm not judging. Yeah, I think the funny part for me is that like I tried to be very prescriptive with myself like when I first started and there is no prescription for it. It's just kind of like, you know, when I was really, really busy with work and things like that, like I would feel badly that my practice was only like two sun salutations like, and then maybe five minutes of meditation. But then like that's what I needed at that point. And just that little practice, you know, not judging that it's little, but just that practice was perfect for me for what I needed just to kind of get into that. Like you said, the mindset that you needed in order to really be starting off on the right foot for you for the day. Yeah. And I would like to add one more thing. We are, we're all still human, right? We all like proof points. Like, is it working? Right. Like, do you see, is there a glimmer in my eye? Is it like, I, I know that it's working because I feel it, but I also am very lucky and fortunate that every one, you know, so often, you know, spirit will give me a sign and, you know, my sign came last night and, and I think it's easy to expect the signs to be, you got an A plus on your, you know, transformation or, you know, to come in these really pretty packages. Last night, you know, I was making dinner, a very long day at work, great day at work, but very long day. And um, a friend, a really good friend of mine called and who I respect, who was very upset with me. She was very, she was sad. She was so upset. She was shaking because there was a misunderstanding. So she had happened upon something, some information that was misconstrued. And, you know, and she has her own situation going on. So I listened, I waited, I explained to her, I gave her what the answer was, which was a missing piece. And you could see the light bulb go off like, huh, well, I didn't realize that. And she apologized, kind of, ish, not really, but a little bit in her way. And normally I would have stayed on the phone with her for like an hour. Cause I, I would have felt bad. I, even though I, I mean, I, I would have felt bad. Like, Oh, she even thought that I would do that. And it wasn't a big deal, but she has her own stressors. Right. And so we got off the phone and I was telling my husband about it. And he's like, you're, you're don't even seem upset. I'm like, it, it's fine. She misunderstood it and she got angry and frustrated with me and I explained it, but the integrity is I knew the truth and I explained to her the truth and it was fine. And I know that that's because I was, I'm grounded in who I am and where I am. And I'm protected from things that are, that could potentially enter into my force field that aren't supposed to be there or aren't going to serve me. And I don't, I'm not mad at her upset. She called me later on and she was apologizing. And I told her, I'm like, it's, a, it's totally fine. But I also didn't stay on the phone with her for an hour. Like I would have, cause I value my time. So that to me was a proof point that, and I told my husband, I said, this is because I'm relentlessly, fastidiously meditating. I believe that because that's what came to me after. I'm like, well, geez, as I'm making my salad, I'm like, well, geez, that was weird. That was interesting. Okay, well, all right. Well, okay, well, and we had a solution and it was fine. So I think it's also one of the pieces of advice, even though I stopped giving unsolicited advice years ago, 
but one of the pieces I would give to anyone, wherever they are on this, on this gradient scale of, you know, awakening and enlightenment and spiritual practices, the signs that we get, they don't often look like what we want them to or how we think they should. And sometimes the things happen. I think I totally believe that that happened last night to test my, as like a kind of a mini test of my practice. And I passed and I know I passed and I know I got an A and that's cool. It feels good to reward myself with that and not to hold a grudge and not to call two friends and be upset with her because she had an emotional response. It's, it's fine. Yeah. I think it like that practice, like you said, it gives you the space before you react, you know, it gives you that time to really just understand. And like you were saying in your, for your intro, it's like, you have compassion and you are, you know, empathic and you can understand from another person's perspective, like where they're coming from and why they would be thinking that way. But then, you know, standing in your own truth and saying, Hey, this is the part of the puzzle that might be missing for you. Like, does that help your understanding of like the situation instead of just, you know, coming at it from like, I can't believe you will, <laughs> you know, like that. Could, <laughs> you know? But yeah, but giving you that time to really like sit with what you've been given and, and not react, but understand from their perspective, like why they would be, you know, saying these things and then, you know, really standing in your truth and saying, this is my perspective and I understand where you're coming from, but you also have a missing piece of the puzzle yeah. So that's just really beautiful that, and it's a, it is a testament to your practice. Yeah. So what from your practice, I'm, I'm guessing that the, the meditation will continue into the future as you, as we continue to move forward, but what will you take with you moving forward into uh, whatever post COVID is going to look like? Yeah, I think that I definitely the meditation and my more and my morning practice first thing when I get up and the different things the kind of steps that I follow along that way, like you know turning on the fireplace and making a cup of tea and that like the, there's a kind of a process for me in that, so that will definitely stay um and and if I wake up late one morning or I can't do it one morning, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm also going to be realistic that just because one day if something comes up, I can't do it doesn't mean that the next day you just you get back on that. The outdoors piece has been really good, really great for me. The slowing down. I normally drink a lot of water, but I've consumed water at a much faster rate. And it could be because I'm working from home even more. It could be because I'm talking more. But I, I physically and spiritually and emotionally and mentally feel better when I have a lot of water. So I, that's something that will continue. and having the opportunity for the exploration and really focusing on the fact that I'm continually learning. I'm continually growing. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm human and just getting to know myself more because it's easy when you're traveling for work or you're here and you're there and you're doing this to not continue that love affair with yourself. And so it's given me the opportunity to, to spend time alone as well. Well, Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, spend your afternoon with me on this Friday. And I hope to hear more about your story and your experiences as we move forward. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was really great and happy to help your community anytime. I'm here to be of service. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Journeys to Wellness, inspiring stories of transformation, growth, and healing. We'll have another episode ready for you soon, but until then, I hope you have a wonderful day.